the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Merry Christmas. Good afternoon and welcome to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. I'm Jim Stanley and it's my privilege to be in studio today with Dr. Alex McFarland and Brother Bert Harper. Now guys, this week I get to, I'm I'm at a tennis match. I can look to my left and see Alex, look to my right and see Bert, and it's it's really great when we can all be in the studio together. Well, it is, and it's good to be with you guys, and best of all, to talk about the Word of God. Amen. And it does bring a certain amount of energy, extra energy, I say. We always have energy, but it's more energy that comes along, and uh, I don't know if... If, Al- if Alex and I are ready to be, uh, you know, co-hosted by by Jim Stanley, the Ramrod. I mean, do y'all remember the, the Ramrod? Ram yes, Rawhide. I know. Ra- I've know been who, called many things. You know who played that part on the Rawhide? Who? It was Clint Eastwood. Now, wow. Yeah, his name was Rowdy Yates. Rowdy Yates. Yes, and so Jim is the Ramrod. And we appreciate him, but more than anything, you know, when he takes our place on exploring the word, I call him the pinch hitter. Now, what happens? A substitute, they just go in. But a pinch hitter comes in because they're needed at that moment, and they add to the game. And we know they can do the job. And they can. And Jim Stanley's that guy. And honestly, uh, we do appreciate him so much. Well, it is Christmas, and those gifts are in the mail, so you guys be sure and watch for those. I'll be looking for it, man. That's right. Well, guys, the thing about this series is we're going to do a 12-day study, and what we're going to do is for the next three weeks, we're going to take Monday through Thursday of those weeks, and we're going to talk about the Encouragement Bible. Now, the Encouragement Bible is a new edition from Tyndall House, and the neat thing about it is that, and I say Tyndall House, it's actually through Dayspring Publishing, which is a a part of Tyndall, for those uh, who don't keep up with the publishing world, if you will, and I don't. The only reason I know that is they told me. So, (laughs) um, But as we think through this, this is a time of the year when it seems like extra encouragement is needed. Yeah. All right, so pardon me. We know 2020 was a really tough year. And 2021, while it has been somewhat easier, it's still it's been another one of those challenging years. And so we want to be sure and, and be sensitive to those that have lost loved ones this year, who have had folks that you know have gone home to be with the Lord, and we want to encourage them. And that's one of the things this Bible does. There's also people that may be walking through tough times psychologically. And we know that the Bible itself has some great offerings in there. And so that's what the Encouragement Bible does, is it takes and it highlights some of those offerings. And so for the next several days, we're going to be talking about indisputable. I hope they're indisputable. Indisputable. Indisputable facts. Yes, sir. I'd written it down, so I would try to get it right. Right. (laughs) Well, (laughs) even having it in front of me doesn't help the pronunciation. Uh, uh. Um, So... First of all, before we get into the indisputable truth for today, I'm going to turn to Alex because, you know, he's the guy that teaches this. So, 
Uh, he's an apologetics. Now, Bert, you preached it for years. Don't misunderstand. Uh, listen, me. I, I give way to Alex on many issues. Yeah, be, this is be one careful, of them. Guys. Right. So, Alex, what is an indisputable truth? Oh, it's undeniable reality. Undeniable. Undeniable reality. But what if my reality is different than yours? Well, we hear that a lot nowadays, don't we? But you know what? While people often say that, and they'll say, well, you have your truth. You, you believe in Jesus, and that's true for you. But there, there are a lot of things in this world that are, I'm going to throw two words out here, subjective and objective. Let's say you, Bert says, I love vanilla ice cream, and Jim says, no, strawberry's better. Well, that's a subjective preference. Mm. But there are some things that are, that are not preferences. They're, they're just realities. Like, for instance, what if, what if I said, um, you know, in my opinion, the state of Mississippi is on the North American continent, in my opinion. You might say, well, look, that's not opinion. That's just fact. Look at the globe. When we talk about Jesus and God's Word, and we talk about morals, see, the lost world thinks we're merely spouting off our opinion. But in reality, to say Jesus is the risen Son of God, that's not preferential opinion. That's objective fact. You know, And so what we have to help people understand, and I think not only our words and our witness, but the Holy Spirit has to do this. We have to help people understand, look, Jesus is the risen Savior, whether I ever believed it or not. It, it's, right. I'm, I'm not telling you about Christ because it's merely my subjective preference, although certainly I do believe it. I'm telling you about Jesus because it is undeniable reality. Okay. Amen. So... Now, and and I don't want to make light of what you just said, but I want to break it down just a tad. Another indisputable truth, then, would be that water is wet. Exactly. Hot is hot, and cold is cold. Yeah. And so, you know, like, I enjoy a hot shower. Well, to Jim Stanley, it's a hot shower. But if you should ever use the shower after my wife finishes with it, you better turn the hot water down some, <laughs> because it, evidently Jim Stanley likes a lukewarm shower. So that's and that goes back to what you were talking about some of the variables. You know what's hot for me may not be hot for someone else, but, but what? Yeah, the one ahead. I give more than anything is gravity. <clears throat> if you jump from a ten-story building without a parachute, without any kind of of a system to go up, you will go down. Mm. That is an indisputable truth. If yeah. you want to try to prove that truth or prove it untrue, you will pay the price. Yeah. I say this, and I say it concerning Jesus Christ. If you do not trust in him, one day you will prove that it is true, that he is the way, the truth, yes. and the life. You may not know it here, but you will know it there. And uh, I know that's a little rougher than you guys said, but, but that is indisputable truth. That will be proven one day. Let, let me share something I think the Lord gave me, and, and I'd love y'all's response to it. Um, you may remember about seven or eight years ago, um, we were doing the show, and I got a call, and I went to New York to Comedy Central to be on with John Stewart and John Oliver. 
And um, Hamilton Strategies, we all know Mike and Debbie Hamilton, they said, you know, they're just going to make light of you, but if you are willing to go, um, and it was about religion and culture, and we filmed some shows, and they were, you know, jokesters, but I got to share the gospel. Well, after it was over, we're back in the green room, and, you know... um, we had a meal. So there's probably 30 of the crew and the cameraman and John Stewart, John Oliver, a bunch of people from Comedy Central. And they they were like, come on, Alex. I mean, I know you're a preacher, but come on. I mean, everybody's got their opinion. And here's what I said. And I love, I'd love y'all res, y'all's response. I said, okay, how many believe that there's a soul? You have a body, <clears throat> a body and a soul. And most everybody did. I said, so there's you know, there's something more than just the body. Okay, there's the physical side of you, there's the spiritual side of you. I said, look, we all know the body operates in certain ways. If you eat the five food groups, that's healthy. If you eat paint chips, that's probably toxic. We all agree the body operates in certain ways. I said, guys, isn't it at least possible that the soul operates in certain ways. You feed on truth, love, righteousness, goodness, that's spiritually healthy. You feed on lies, dishonesty, hatred, lust, narcissism, that's spiritually unhealthy. I said, look, we all agree the body operates in certain ways, like gravity, nutrition versus poison. Isn't it at least possible, folks, that the soul was designed to operate in some certain ways? Mm. And there's a man named Jesus, and he said, I have the key for the life of your soul, and he rose from the dead to prove it. And you know what? Uh, Like everybody in the room said, well, you know, that makes sense. So in a world where everybody seems to have their own opinion, what makes Christianity different is the man that told us the key for the salvation of your soul also walked on water and raised the dead. Mm. I'm going to listen to him. He has something to say. You know, when you come to Jesus, when uh, after the resurrection and then the apostle Paul was called out, how many times in the book of Acts it is reported they listened to Paul until he got to the resurrection. Mm-hmm. At that point of the resurrection, there was usually a division. It would go in three ways. Some would never believe it. They turned away. Some believed. And some would say, we want to hear a little bit more until we make up our mind. Mm -hmm. That is still true today concerning Jesus Christ. There's those that will have nothing to do with him. No way, no how. There's those that will, well, I'm considering it. You know, that as Alex said, those some of those people said, okay, that, that is logical, that makes sense. And then there's others that, that believe, they trust in Christ. So, you know, things really hasn't changed when it comes to men and women responding to Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, and that brings us back to the starting point. An undeniable reality is what an indisputable truth is. Yeah. And so here's another indisputable truth. And while we do want to be encouraging, I want to be, want to be very clear about that. We also want to be truthful 
and that because you can be encouraging without being truthful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really can. Yeah. Hey, man, Jim Stanley's a good-looking guy. <laughs> Let me tell you, you're encouraging, but not completely truthful. One of the greatest commercials <laughs> that's ever been is Honest Abe and his wife asking, "Does this dress make me look a little fat?" Right. <laughs> and Honest Abe, I don't know if you if you saw that commercial, you'll never forget it. He he is. Trying not to say true. Yeah, it's a funny commercial. Yeah, it is. It was. You, you know what, so, Jim, when I, you know, you're a good-looking guy. <clears throat> That's right. You, That's right. You know, you can be encouraging without being truthful, and also you can be truthful without being encouraging. <laughs> That's true, too. So, as we go into this, we do want to be encouraging, but we want to be truthful. Folks, the indisputable truths are true. But the undeniable reality is that if you don't know Christ as Savior, then these truths are only going to be like a vitamin B shot. Mm. They're going to make you feel a little bit better. But without the comforter that, the whole, that Christ sent for us as believers, then as we go through this season, you're still, you're still going to feel like you're walking alone. Well, we have someone who loves you beyond measure Amen. and his name is jesus one of you guys i mean we didn't prepare for this we didn't talk about this but i really think that as we walk into this we need to introduce people to jesus mm. and so the first indisputable truth that we look at is you are loved and mm. in john three sixteen, we find and bert's ready for it and i'm going to let him do it um bert as as we look at that that means everyone, doesn't it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We'll be back in just a moment as we unpack this truth of one of God's 12 indisputable truths of the Bible. American Family Radio. Jim Stanley in studio with Dr. Alex McFarland and Brother Bert Harper. Glad to have you along today. And as I mentioned earlier, for the next few days, we're going to look at 12 indisputable truths that are found in the Bible. And today we're looking at you are loved. And as we look at this, we, we hope to introduce you to Christ and to who he is and the love of God that was shared with us. Now, Bert, just before the break, you shared a scripture with us. And now you wanted to elaborate on that some. So well, please um, do. It is the gospel in the nutshell. That's what it's been known as. And if you had one verse in all the Bible that you could memorize and know and believe, I don't know of another verse that even even comes close. Uh, it sets it up in chapter 3 with a conversation with Nicodemus, the man who Jesus said you must be born anew or fresh from above. has several meanings, but is you got to be born of God. 
And so this this scripture sets it up and it makes it clear. And, and this there's an immeasurable word here. Uh, you, it's beyond measurement, and it's the word so, for God so loved. Mm. And you cannot even begin to understand how big that so is, that he could you know, save someone like me. The author Jerry Bridges said, there's no, ba- no day so bad that the grace, which is the love of God, could reach you. But he also said there's no day so good that you don't need God's grace. Mm. That is the love of God. Uh, it's through thick or thin. It is always there. But you must respond to it, guys. You know, mm-hmm. you've got It's just like all, all three of us are married, and we ask our wives to marry us, and they had to respond Praise the Lord. Amen. Looking Amen. at you too and, and knowing me, I'm glad she responded. Hey, listen, okay. You know? I, I know the Lord loves me because uh, 32 years ago when I asked Angie to marry me, she said yes. And, you know, back then as, a, as an arrogant punk, you know, at 25 years old, I probably thought, you know, I could have married a lot of different people. At this point, I think probably nobody else would have had me, you know, but I thank God for my wife. That is grace, guys. It is. It is. But that word so is, there's another passage. It's in James chapter 4, verse 6. It says, he gives more grace. Now, that more is that immeasurable word. Uh, yes, I'm saved by grace, but guess what? His grace is sufficient for living. It is sufficient for ministry. It is sufficient for dying. Yes. That grace is sufficient. Here's what I want to say. The love of God is sufficient to come into your life, to change the trajectory of your life in everything. You cannot experience the love of God in your life without you coming to God by faith and asking Him to be Lord of your life. Yes. Jim, we're loved. We are. And that's not the only... Now, that is an incredibly powerful Scripture verse. I want to be very clear about that. But that's not the only reassurance that we are loved. Alex, when in, in your studies, and I know that when you reach out to people, you reach out to them in love. I've, I've seen you in action. What's another scripture that points towards the powerful love of God for you? Well, of course, I think you guys hit the nail on the head with John 3.16, obviously. But um, one of my favorite scriptures to share with people, because a lot of people have— they have trouble getting their mind around the fact that God really does love them, especially a lot of young people, interestingly. But one of my go-to scriptures is John six thirty-seven, where Jesus said, The one who comes to me, I will not reject. But the language is very strong. The one who comes to me, I will in no way, not by any means, reject. Isn't that something? And a lot of people, they know what rejection is. They feel alienated or abandoned. Jesus, who cannot lie, will not mislead you. Jesus says, the one who comes to me, mm-hmm. in no way will I reject. So I, I, I've often asked people, I said, so here Christ has thrown this out. He says, if you come to me, I will receive you. And that includes you and me and everybody. Another verse that's right near there that I love, oh my goodness, I love this verse, is John six forty. Jesus says, whoever sees the Son 
S-O-N, whoever sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I will raise you up at the last day. Mm. God loves us uh, so much, and it really is an indisputable truth. Let me share a verse here, and uh, I I do think this is important. We talk about so many things on exploring the Word, um, and rightly so. I mean, we talk about culture and evangelism and the world, and there's a lot to talk about these days. But I honestly think, uh, guys, that we need the world to know that God loves them. God really does love everybody. And friend, listening, God loves you. Now listen to this in Romans fifteen thirteen. Now the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I think in addition to knowing that people uh, are loved, people need hope. And friend, I'm going to tell you where the hope is, the limitless, inexhaustible supply of hope, joy, assurance. It's in Jesus. Isn't it something? Amen. He is the God of all hope. Romans 15:13. And and so some people right now feel kind of hopeless. Maybe somebody listening feels kind of alone. I want to tell you, God is with you. And the pathway to, you know, you come to the Lord and you get in church. I want to tell you, um, one of the great remedies for aloneness, loneliness, is the family of God. Right. Maybe even your relatives are, are not in the picture anymore. And that's always sad. But you know what? There is a family that's every bit as real as your blood kin, and maybe even, in some cases, closer than your blood kin, and that's called the family of God. And I want to encourage everybody listening, uh, know that you're loved and go to that fountain of all love, the Lord Jesus. But get into church and find a family and a, a, a body of friends that will be closer than you could have ever dreamed. You know, when you talked about Corinthians... The Corinthian church may have been the most unlovable church. One of them that's in the New Testament that is talked about, Paul would write two letters to them, and most of the time it was correction. You're doing this wrong. But in the midst of all that correction, guess what we have? 1 Corinthians 13 called the love chapter. Mm-hmm. To Now, again, that's love. Let me say this. It ends now. Abides faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. You know, now I want to say this one more thing about love. Uh, John, the apostle, we believe that he referred to himself the apostle whom Jesus loved. And, And most people think, well, he was lovable. Not in the beginning. Let, let's remember John's beginning. He he was the brother of James. Now, what were they known as? The sons of thunder. thunder. Why? Because they wanted to f- bring down judgment on people that was just not receiving them the way they should. Yeah. John is the guy who would send his mom to say, "Now, mom, go to Jesus and ask him if 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 James and I can sit on his left hand and right hand when he comes into his kingdom." That's the apostle John that we call the apostle of love. Were, were, were they scheming? 
they were scheming all the way, man. They were narcissistic. And there's when you looked at one of the harder, worst sins there is, it's narcissism. Everything's about me. I mean, you have to deal with people like that. You are having to deal with them. It seems like John in the beginning had a good bit of that, uh, mm. that kind of attitude, but he became the apostle of love. Mm. Now, that's the change that the love of God can, can change in your heart. We were talking about earlier in the break about songs about love. The love of God... You know, if if the if every I think it stalk a corn was was a uh, quill and the ocean was a inkwell that it would drain the ocean dry mm. to write about the love of God. Now, try to get that picture. Right, that is the love of God. It runs deep and wide. You remember that old children's song, right. "Deep and Wide." It is it is deeper than you could ever ever. It's, you know, explore, and it's wider that you could ever expand. You, it is that strong and that deep. That is the love of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Folks, this is Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Jim Stanley along with Bert Harper and Alex McFarland, and we are talking about indisputable truth today in that you are loved. And over the next several days, we're going to continue these. Um, and these, these are noted in the Dayspring Hope and Encouragement Bible. And so we're going to give some of those Bibles away. Oh, wow. But we want to focus the study out of this and and on these indisputable truths during this time of the year because it's, you know, holidays are one of the biggest times for depression depression and unfortunately suicides increase during this time. So we hopefully over these next few days will provide some extra encouragement. And so that's where these are coming from. And we're just not going to simply randomly give these away. So if you'd like to be considered for one of the Hope and Encouragement Bibles, just send us an email to word at AFR.net. That's word at AFR.net. And when you send that in, we're going to set those aside and we're, we're going to take and we're just going to randomly pull from those emails, and we want to give away as many as we can. And we'll send it to them. We will. I mean, it's, there's no cost. There's no gimmicks. There's no, there's no, I mean, just as, just freely, love you. as freely as the love of God was given to us, we want to give these Bibles. There's really not a secret trap or anything. <laughs> um, it's just a Bible that we'd like to put in your hands as believers. Now, guys, as we continue to unpack this, you are loved, truth. It made me think of Romans. And in Romans, the eighth chapter, I'm going to start at verse six. And by the way, the the Encouragement and Hope Bible is in the New Living Translation. And you guys know that's become one of my favorite, and we've studied out of it before. On Exploring the Word. Uh, On Exploring the Word. So it's a trusted edition, if you will. And so it says, when we were utterly helpless... Christ came at just the right time and died for us. Without Christmas, there could have been no Easter. Now I know that's that in in and of itself is another. That's not the truth we're looking at today, but that is a truth. And so oftentimes we get caught up in celebrating the individual holiday that we forget about the collective holiday. Mm. And so. Uh, Paul says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Mm. 
us sinners. That goes back to your so earlier. Yeah. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God, Bert, Alex, we've talked about that phrase in and of itself before. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Guys, we are loved so much that God saves us from ourselves and from hell. Mm. As we continue to introduce Christ, people to Christ today, how important is that as part of the you are loved? You know, God demonstrated his love, and you said it, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, Jesus loves us the, who, for who we are. He, he just loves us, period. And I don't put any qualifications on that. There's no qualifications on that. But he loves us too much to let us stay where we are. Yeah. He wants. It's like a person in a sea drowning, cannot swim, has no life preserver, and you are on the boat with a life preserver. You can swim. You can throw it. But you just share like, well, I love you, but I love you, but that's not God. God does it. There's this video, A Man in a Hole. You guys may have never seen it. It's worth watching. You can find it. And it shows a man in a hole that cannot get out. And it shows all the religions of the world Mm. coming and yelling down to him what he needs to do, bow five times, believe these pillars, do good, transcend your mind. But then the last guy comes down. He throws a rope down, and he goes down into the pit, grabs the guy, Mm. and climbs back up the rope. And at the where the rope is staked in is the cross. You know, mm-hmm. it is a very real picture of what why you need the love of God. We are without Christ, we're in a pit. Yeah, yeah. He, um, do you remember years ago, Billy Graham put out a book called Hope for the Troubled Heart? Do you right. remember that book? I can see the cover now. And there were two things that just jumped out at me. I read that book as a young Christian, but he said. Um, God accepts us as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way. So the other thing was that said God made us. He can fix us if we're broken. And I, I just thought those were profound, very very simple, but profound. Let me say Let this. Let me say this real quick. Yeah. I'm interrupting. If we're broken, we are. And we are broken. We are broken. We are broken. You, if you have never realized it. We are. Mm-hmm. And and let me just say this, and maybe this is kind of hard truth, but one of the most important things about life, obviously, that we put our faith in Jesus, of course, but one of the key things about success in life and being a Christian and overcoming depression and things like that is to not be an idolater. Now, when we come back, I want to explain what I mean by that. We have to have the true God as our ultimate, our God in life, not anything else. Amen. This is Exploring the Word on American Family Radio, and we'll continue straight ahead.
Christmas time's coming, Christmas time's coming, and I know I'm going home. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. We're hearing some of these Christmas verses for the first time today, and you know, Christmas time is a coming. Amen. And that's one of the things we've talked about during the program is that the holidays are very often some very troubling times for families and for individuals who have may have had family members that have gone home to be with the Lord. And that's one of the reasons we're talking about these 12 indisputable truths. And the truth we're talking about today is that you are loved, that it, that's inclusive of all of us. You're loved, your mom's loved, your dad's loved, your son's loved, your brother's loved, uh, your sister's loved. You know, the whole, when Bert said for God, well, when it was in the Bible said for God so loved the world, but earlier Bert shared that, that did mean all. Now, Alex, just before the break, you were talking about making sure we knew who the one true God was mm. and why that was so important. Uh, not idols, not false worship, but Go ahead and unpack that for us some. Well, you know, oftentimes we say, you know what, I would be happy if I had this, if I had the right job, or if I had some more money, or if I could do this. And then we we quest after this or that, and we find ourselves unhappy still, and we're, we're still depressed, and we still feel empty. And it's because no thing is going to fulfill the role that only Jesus can fulfill. You, you want to, I mean, call it whatever, happiness or fulfillment or satisfaction or stability. You want to feel okay with life. And the Bible offers you this wonderful thing called joy. And then we tell ourselves, well, if I married a different person or if I could just change this or that, don't hang your hopes on an idol. Mm. Anything of this world and we tell ourselves, okay, that honestly, that would do it for me. It won't. The one thing that's going to fill your heart is Jesus. The one thing. So what we want to do is make sure that you understand what it means to know Jesus. Can I take a second and just talk about this? Absolutely. Because here's the thing, folks. Bert mentioned gravity. The, the, if you jump off the roof, you're going to hit the ground. Gravity doesn't care who you are or where you're from. Gravity is a law that works for all people. Well, do you know salvation is like that? When John 3.16 says, whosoever will may come. Isaiah 55 says, whoever is hungry, come and eat the bread of life. Revelation 22 says, whosoever will, whosoever. My friend, Jim and Bert and I, we want to tell you, and in the strongest possible terms, that the gospel, the love of Jesus, the forgiveness, the restoration, the filling, all that stuff your heart is hungry for, it will work for you if you will turn to Jesus. So what you've got to do, the good news includes this news, that we have to admit that we're a sinner, and that we have to believe that Jesus, the Son of God, gave his life Yes, for the whole wide world, but he did it for me and for you and Jim. And believe it, it is for you. Honestly, it is. So you admit you're a sinner. You believe in Jesus. Then you ask him. And this is, and please believe it, it's a law like if you put your hand in the water, your hand will be wet. This is a true truth, just like any of these other things. If you call on Jesus... 
He will open his arms and receive you. Now, don't say, yeah, but Alex, you don't know me. You don't know what I've done. You don't, Listen, I don't know you, but God does. And so what I want to ask people to do, if you, no matter where you are, if you're in the car, maybe you're at home, maybe you're listening with earbuds by a desk, but if you would pray this and mean it, and a prayer like this, and the Word of God, I could give you a hundred verses to back up what I'm telling you, but if you would pray The loving Son of God has promised right now to come into your life. So why don't you pray words like this? If this is where your heart is, just these words, and Christ has promised to hear you. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner, and I'm sorry for my sins, but I believe that you love me. I believe that you died for me. I believe you are the Son of God. And I believe you rose from the dead. I accept what you did on the cross as the payment for my sins. So please save me, wash my sins away, and make me your child. Help me to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now guys... Before I throw it back to you, I want to say to every listener, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, and it's not the eloquence of your words or, or what exactly you, how fancy our language might be, it's the sincerity of your heart. Now, the Bible says, I quoted John 6.40, I quoted John 6.37, we quoted John 3.16, but if you put your trust, your faith in Jesus... He received you. Now, uh, we've got uh, a number you can call, 1-800-NEED-HIM. No strings attached. Nobody's trying to sell you anything or anything like that. I want to encourage you. If you prayed that prayer, you just now, the best way you know how, you put your faith in Jesus, call 1-800-NEED-HIM and just talk to the person and they'll encourage you. They'll give you some counsel. If you need, you say, I prayed that prayer. I'll email you a little booklet that we've given a quarter million people. Can you believe in the last 12, 13 years of exploring the Word, a little booklet I wrote called What Does God Say About My Relationship? We've given it to over 200,000 and some people. So if you email word, W-O-R-D, word at AFR.net, we'll follow up with you. But if you prayed that prayer, you need to know Christ is in your life. And you've just begun the greatest adventure of life by walking with Jesus. He loves you. He's with you. He will never leave you. And that's worth getting excited about, isn't it? It is. It happened to me 57 years ago, and I haven't gotten over it yet. As a 12-year-old boy, I prayed a prayer very similar to that. And I asked Jesus to come into my life changed my life. Now, at 12 years old, I guess the worst thing I had done is lusted over a chocolate candy bar. You know, I was in the back kind of a rural area, a mom and dad that kept watch over me really well and uh, didn't have a lot of trouble, but God saved me then. And he'll save you. He really will. He changed my whole life. I've shared this before. I was a scared child as a 12-year-old boy. That night, after 
on that Tuesday night after being saved, I went home and I said, how can I see if this works? And I went outside and in the dark and just walked around in the dark. I'd have never done that before that. Now, I was whistling while I was walking, but God changed my life Mm-hmm. Even as a 12-year-old boy, I've seen him change people's lives. Pastoring as many years as I have, I've seen him change. 78-year-old man, mm-hmm. he just changed his life. I saw him change an 82-year-old mm-hmm. lady. I've seen him change 10-year-old boys and girls. I've seen teenagers who have lies were going down the wrong way, and they turned to Christ, and Christ set them on the path, and they went straight. Mm. I don't care what age you are, where you are. God can invade your life, and you have a friend that stays closer than a brother. And yes, for 57 years, it's been fresh. You know what it says, guys? It's new every morning. That's right. It is. It's. Oh, now, I didn't say it was easy. You didn't hear that word, right? It's been tough sometimes. Uh, I heard someone say the other day, the most difficult thing about the Christian life is daily. Mm, In other words, the consistency. Uh, It is a daily, and sometimes you just have to stay on the the grid. You have to stay on the the treadmill. You keep going even when it's difficult. The Apostle Paul proved that. And, you know, Jim, you began the show talking about truth. Right. And and truth is what's real. Truth is reality. Believe the truth. And the truth is that God does love you. The Bible says Satan is a liar. And so if you start to think, well, God doesn't love me or God's given up on me or it's too late for me, that's not true. That is not true. Listen, if you're in the land of the living, you might be 99 and a half years old. God still loves you. That's right. God still has things for you. He really, really does. You might say, but I've spent years um, outside of God's plan, God's will. No. Right now, you can get back on the Jesus bus by saying, Lord, come to me. And so believe what is true. There's so much I could say. But what is true is that God is for you. Jesus still does love you. And no matter where you are in life's journey, you can begin a brand new chapter today by walking with the Lord. And he is as close by as a prayer. Amen. Folks, this is Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Jim Stanley with Brother Bert Harper, Dr. Alex McFarland. And today we're talking about indisputable truth. And the indisputable truth we're talking about today is that God loves you. You are loved. And in 1 John, <clears throat> pardon me, in 1 John, the fourth chapter, And ninth verse, it says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved, but that he, God, loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Now, guys, uh, Alex, a little bit ago, you, you talked about how to become a believer in Christ how to acknowledge Christ. But, folks, the thing is, is that we are loved in spite of ourselves. However, we say that there is not any one thing someone has to do for God to love them, and that's true. But there is one thing they have to do to have a relationship with God. And just as we talked earlier about our wives having to respond to the question of, will you marry me, the response was either yes or no. And so today the question is, will you know Christ as Savior? 
Unfortunately, it still comes back to that yes or no answer. But folks, what we've tried to talk about this hour is how much you are loved and how you can know that love and you can know it by fellowship. Alex, you've got your thumb on a verse. Go ahead, brother. Well, listen to this. You know, talking about the love back in Ephesians 2, 4, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Five and six, listen to this. I know time is short, but listen. Even when we were dead in our sins, God has quickened us together with Christ, for by grace you are saved, and has raised us up together, made us to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So quickened means made alive. When you say, Lord, save me, he does. You are quickened, made alive. And then... The rest of life, he's raised us up together to sit in heavenly places. A big part of life is to walk in your true identity. So if you're a born-again believer, you've put your faith in Jesus, you are, you're seated in the heavenly places in Christ. That's your true identity. So stop living outside of your identity. See, the devil, he wants you lost. But you say, well, I've trusted Christ. Well, then, even as a believer, he wants you living beneath your privileges, your mm-hmm. identity. You say, well, I'm no good. My life, I've wasted too many years. No, your identity, you're an overcomer. You are victorious. You are loved. God is with you. You are one who is Christ's representatives here on earth. So isn't it a key, guys, to believe the truth of God turn from the lies of Satan and even the lies we sometimes tell ourselves. And as a beloved part of the family of God, redeemed by the blood of the Savior, to live in our true identity. The only position that saves you is that relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. I couldn't help but think of two people while you were talking. One was Zacchaeus. You know, he he climbed up in the tree, and uh, he knew how bad he was. And the other one was Nicodemus. He knew how good he was, but yet he came to see Jesus. One came to see Jesus by night, Nicodemus. The other one climbed up in the tree so he could get a better look at Jesus. But both of their lives were changed. Now, listen, guys, that's two extremes. Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, he was on the Sanhedrin. He, I mean, he was qualified. He had all the credentials. He was good. People talked about how good Nicodemus was. Zacchaeus, on the other hand, a tax collector, one that was resulted in people hating him, uh, probably had no friends whatsoever. But Jesus changed both of their lives. He can change anyone's lives from the extreme of how good you might think you are to how bad, as Alex was talking about, you think you are. God's love reaches down. I'm reminded of something that Corey Ten Boom Betsy said when they were in the, that Nazi prison camp. Betsy said, Corey, there's no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Mm. So no matter how deep you are in that pit, that horrible clay, that, you know, quicksand, quicksand, and you feel like there's no hope, there's hope in Jesus Christ. He's the one that can change your life. He's the one that comes in. And, and guys, uh, 
I admit, when I saved as a 12-year-old boy, I got saved because I didn't want to go to hell. I got more than I ever dreamed about. Mm -hmm. I got a friend that's been with me through thick or thin. I've got a hope that just, you know, saturates my life. When I've been in the deepest, difficult times, the love of God is real, and it stabilizes me, Jim. Amen. Folks, we're talking about 12 indisputable truths this week on Exploring the Word. We invite you to join us again tomorrow. I'm Jim Stanley for Alex McFarland and Bert Harper. Tell someone about the program Exploring the Word, but tell everyone about Jesus. Jesus.